0: Hello. (laughs) It's me, Davin. I'm back. Sorry, it's been a minute since I dropped a podcast. But to be perfectly honest with you, it's summer. (laughs) And when you live in the Midwest of the United States, when you live in Chicago, specifically, you get three solid months to make it count. And we're in the thick of it. And I'm doing my very best My partner and I went on vacation. It was my birthday. It was amazing. I've been to the beach. I love going to the beach. And uh, yeah, just trying to be outside, be out in the world, be connecting with people in a way that maybe some of the other months of the year don't encourage in the way that summer does. But I've been thinking about something and decided that I would pause my summer revelries. (laughs) Just for the record, (laughs) I've been working too. Got a lot of projects going. But regardless, I wanted to pause all of that to come here and just explore a topic with you that It's been spinning around my head, and I'm finding interesting as a thought exploration, and I thought that maybe I'd expand upon it just a little bit with you here, and you can give me feedback. Let me know what it is that you think about what it is that I have to say. See how it resonates with you and your voice, your experience with your voice, and your voice journey, and maybe some of the aspirations you have for your voice and singing and the sound of you. This all revolves around the word freedom. You know, if you Google voice lessons or voice coaching or you look for voice programs, you're probably going to find in the promises (laughs) freedom or more freedom. And I'm certainly not immune to that as well. I have engaged those words. I cling to those words often as a description of what it is that we are aspiring toward with this work. More ease, more freedom, more vocal freedom freedom. Specifically, I talk a lot about functional freedom, but I've been thinking a lot about just trying to be more specific around what it is that that means. A lot of times we use these broad concepts to gain energy, to gain momentum, but I was thinking, what does a free voice even sound like? What is freedom when we talk about this relationship that we have to our voice As an instrument? Now, I don't suspect I will be able to answer that question here in this episode or define the word free or freedom, but I do have some thoughts and ideas based on my own experience with my voice and my body and what I've observed over many years of working with others that I think might help you more clearly define what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you're working toward, and how it is that you can know specifically when you're experiencing more freedom with your voice. But of course, too, in my work, I can't just talk about singing and the voice without connecting the dots between your voice and your life, that when we seek a freer voice, in turn, we find our way into a freer life, that the two are inextricably linked. This is why I called my group coaching program, Freer Voice, Freer Life. I mean, a part of me knows that that's too many words, but you can find a million programs about freeing your voice. But I don't know a lot that really name this inevitable truth of the two that the two are each other, (laughs) that the two are interrelated, that the two are connected, that the two are necessary, that you can't do one without the other. You can try you can try, but it's very, very difficult. So I'd like to begin, as I always do, with your body, with the body. And the reason I do this is because there's so much about the voice that is subjective. There's so much about the voice that is ephemeral. There's so much about the voice that doesn't feel tangible. That grounding the truth of our voice in our body, grounding the embodied experience and how it is that we speak about our voice, how it is that we think about our voice is so liberating because it gives us a foundation on which to build. It gives us something that we know specifically we can relate to others with, others who have bodies, embodied beings. And there is a functionality to your voice in your body. There's a way that your voice works in your body. And there's a way in which your voice works with more freedom. And there's a way in which your voice works with less freedom. I said this before, but when a voice doesn't function as well, The experience is that the voice is stuck in the body in some way, that the sound is difficult to make. And there's a truth to that stuckness. There's a truth to that difficulty in that you have these two tiny pieces of tissue that are called vocal folds or vocal cords that come together to make the sound. And there is a wave that's formed with those two tiny pieces of tissue. And when the wave is formed more efficiently, It feels as though the sound leaves our body more easily. But when the wave is formed less efficiently, it feels like the sound is constricted or tight or stuck. And there's a coordination to how it is that you make this wave happen in your body. And while all of us who have voices can... Fundamentally, make the wave. We have the capacity. Some of us make the wave, make the sound with more ease, more flexibility, more strength, more agility. And some of us feel quite limited, feel quite stuck in how it is that we're able to make our voice sing. But if I even got a little bit more granular than that, when the wave happens with more efficiency, the sound is clear. So when someone sings or uses their voice and the quality of the sound is more clear, their experience of the sound will be that it leaves the body with more ease. And that is the truth of more functional freedom in making their sound and using their voice. So if the voice is functioning freely, the voice is more free and the expression can travel through. If someone is making a sound with less functional freedom, we could even say dysfunction, a dysfunctional sound, things aren't working as well as they might be able to. The sound won't be clear. It'll be distorted in some way. So specifically what that means is gravelly, raspy, breathy, pinchy, nasally, whatever description you might give to a sound that's not clear. Now, it's important for me to say right away that I don't offer any of these descriptions as right or wrong, good or bad. When I talk about more or less efficient, in some way, that's my attempt to take some of the judgment or emotion out of describing what it is that we're talking about. We're just talking about the way that it works. We're starting from this baseline functionality of how your voice works in your body. But I thought that it might be useful here, right, to begin with, to just think about these objectively and hear in my voice what happens when I make these different types of sounds. So to begin with, if I make a clear sound for you, if I sustain my voice in a way that's clear, it'll sound like this. Uh, Right? I think that we all can agree that that sound is clear. There's nothing distorting it. It doesn't sound... Muffled, doesn't sound gravelly, doesn't sound raspy. If I make a breathy sound, that would sound like this. Ah. Now, again, that's not fundamentally bad or wrong. I can tell you that my experience in my body is that making that sound, it feels less easy than the clear sound. It feels a little bit stuck, a little bit constricted. But we all could also agree that there's a breathy quality to that. We hear the sound of the breath in that. If I made a gravelly sound, it might sound like this. Uh... <laughs> so, again, that doesn't feel bad in my throat per se, but it doesn't feel as easy as the clear sound. It feels a little bit stuck. It feels a little bit inhibited. Okay. If I made a pinchy sound or a nasally sound or a squeezy sound, it might sound like this. Uh... Again, you can hear that there is a resistant quality. So just again, just for a point of reference, let me go back to my clear sound one more time. Ah, my experience of making that sound right now is that it flows through me. My experience is that there is a freedom in that, but that in and of itself is not a free voice. So remember I said to you that those other sounds that I made, I don't think about them as fundamentally bad or wrong. In fact, sometimes I coach people to make those sounds. Some songs, some moments, some creative endeavors and expressions, those different sounds are appropriate. Screaming sometimes is the right thing to do. Singing breathy and soft sometimes is the right thing to do. Making any sound is potentially the right thing to do at any given point in time. (laughs) Who's to say or who's to judge what sounds are right or wrong, but. The freedom comes from the ability to choose. From the ability to choose. Now, I've been thinking about clarity, too. Because if I'm saying to you this is objectively true, that a clear sound as it relates to how your voice works in your body is a more free sound, what is it about clarity? You know, for, um, gosh, like, since 2014, I have had a daily meditation practice, and um, meditation has become one of the most profound practices in my life, one of the most significant practices, one of the most game-changing, spiritually awakening practices I've ever engaged in, and I have an upcoming episode that I'm working on where I want to talk to you about singing and meditation because My meditation practice actually came out of my desire to become a better singer. But meditation generally means cultivation. It's the practice of cultivating with the desired outcome of clarity or clear seeing. And so as I was thinking about this word clarity and how it relates to the voice, I was thinking about the desire for clarity in my life clarity in my life that I would be able to see what is without distortion, distortion being my desire for things to be other than they are, my belief that things are other than they actually are. So if I'm telling you that a free sound is a clear sound and a less free sound is a distorted sound. Distorted. It's not that the distortion is bad. It's just not clarity. And it is only with the clarity that you can know the distortion. So often people come into the work that we're doing together feeling like something is off, feeling like something is wrong, and not knowing what it is fundamentally defaulting to a breathy sound and feeling like it's tight in their throat and feeling stuck, but not being able to articulate why it feels bad or really not knowing how it might be better, which is where someone like me comes into play as a guide and I say, hey, <laughs> do you know that that's breathy? <laughs> that sounds like such a basic question, but so often we don't know, which again, don't you see that there are blind spots in your life there are ways in which you are living that seem normal to you they seem like just how it is but you also have to acknowledge that there's a discomfort there's a dis-ease things feel off sometimes and you don't know why you don't know why because you don't have clarity around the situation So something or someone or some circumstance has to wake you up to what clarity is. And then once you have the experience of making a clear sound or seeing the situation clearly, you can't unsee it. Everything else is in relationship to that. So you can actually say, well, I want to make breathy sounds. Great. Beautiful if you want especially if you want to make a breathy sound as a way of communicating the message of lack of clarity do you follow me on that if you want to make a gravelly sound if you want to sound angry <laughs> if you want to sound growly it's so much more effective if you're doing it from a place of choice not out of dysfunction and necessity Sometimes I think about this in the framework of a computer and software. So let's imagine that you have a computer, that you are a computer, and that when you reboot the computer, there's all this old software that pops up. There are these viruses, there are these programs that you didn't even know were open. So you come to me, I restart the computer and I go, whoa, look, this is up, this is up, this is up. And The work that I do going forward with you is about closing those old pieces of software because they're bogging you down. They're making your computer slower. And you might even, not consciously, but subconsciously, because that software has always been running, you might believe that the computer can't run without that software. You might not know what the home screen even looks like because you've always had so many windows pop up. And I say, what happens if we take this away? What happens if we make your voice more clear? What happens if you don't always sing with a squeezy, pinchy sound? What happens if you try to make this sound with more clarity? And at first, often the response will be, okay, we'll try, but I don't think that's going to work. You might feel in your body wobbly. You might feel unstable. You might feel uncertain. You might not even like how it feels. That might be your very first reaction. But then you might also notice that the computer is running a lot faster. It feels less labored. The fan on the computer is not so loud because it's not trying to run so many things at once. See, we don't often like freedom upon its first experience. We like the idea of freedom. We like the idea of making a new sound. But when we actually experience freedom, it's going to feel hella wild. <laughs> Unstable, uncertain, unsure, as though the net has come out from underneath us. The other day I had a client share with me this image um, she has made a change in her life that's quite significant. And uh, she was sharing with me that she feels as though she's been flying a plane and she turned the engine off in the air to see if it would still float. And I thought that was such a beautiful image of what it feels like at first when we experience freedom. It feels as though we might fall. But then you start to gather information and you start to go, well, I haven't fallen just quite yet and things are moving more quickly and I actually feel lighter. I feel more able. I feel like there's more possible. I feel like I can connect with more. I feel open to more. I see myself changing. See, freedom is, again, this connection to the possibility of choice, which then brings us into the possibility of change. If you're stuck if you're constricted in your voice in your sound, you know that there's something else out there but you don't know what it is and you don't know how to choose it. But when you find more freedom you see how you might relate to that those other sounds. Freedom is access. Freedom is choice. Freedom is possibility. Freedom is deep deep Knowing freedom is letting go, freedom is alignment, freedom is flow. The opposite feels like constriction, the opposite feels like tension, the opposite feels like something is wrong, but you don't know what it is. The opposite is distortion, the opposite is the lack of clarity, not by choice, but because you had no choice. Not only does that not feel free, but it feels like scarcity. It feels like suffocation. Freedom is abundance. Freedom is open-heartedness. Freedom is play. Freedom is curiosity. Freedom is experimentation. Freedom is improvisation. Freedom is quick change. Freedom is a quick pivot. Freedom is not needing to do things for the sake of others. Freedom is not needing to sound like something or someone for the sake of anyone else. Freedom is the willingness to step into the unknown. Freedom is fun. <laughs> freedom is scary. Freedom is joy. Freedom is freedom is freedom is, freedom is you name it, you name it, you tell me what freedom is. Now here's the kicker. The people that I know that are the most free, both with their voice and in their life, they're not worried about this. (laughs) They're just out doing it. They're just out being free that's where they are. You get to this point where you've made the choices that have set you up to live like that. And you're not contemplating your relationship to freedom. You're just living in freedom. You're becoming freedom. You have to, you you know that there's no other choice. See, To make a free sound in the voice often feels scary. It often feels like it takes an act of courage. It often feels confusing. It often feels like people won't like it. It often feels like it doesn't align with the specific style that you think you want to sing. But then when you do it and it feels good and it feels right and you do it again and it starts to just show up more routinely... The courageous act just seems like the next right thing to do. It is always the next right thing to do. To open your voice up more, to allow yourself to just do whatever it is that you feel called to do, that is the magic space. And it's not something you have to complicate. It's not something that you have to contemplate. It's just something that you do. Now, look, we encounter different seasons of this in our life. Some of the most beginner singers I know are actually the most free with their voice because they don't have the same sort of expectations that the experienced singers have. And some of the people I know that have the most success with their voice, they are the most limited because they have the most preconceived notions, the most high level of expectations, the most ego to prop up. And we're all trying to get to the same place. It doesn't matter whether you have a lot of experience. It doesn't matter whether you're completely new. It doesn't matter whether you're somewhere in the middle. We're all trying to get to this free place of flow where our voice feels like an authentic expression of who we are. And whenever that happens, you bet your ass you feel free. You feel so free that you just can't help but sing like that more. And usually that involves making some sort of turn from the way in which you've been doing things. This is why it's easy for a beginner because they're not so married (laughs) to the way things used to be. And change is a necessary part of stepping into the truth of a free voice. And if you are committed. To things being a certain way, of needing things to be propped up a certain way, to seeing yourself a certain way, to performing a certain way because you believe that's what others' expectations are, you will continue to make sounds that aren't as free as they could be. They might be good sounds. I'm not saying they're bad sounds, but I'm just saying I want you to be free. I want desperately for you to be free because I want for myself. To be free. That's what this whole game is about. I really, really believe it. Now, I want to speak just for a moment here to the artistry of freedom. I want you to think to yourself who are some of the artists that you listen to? Who are some of the people that you admire, that create, that you observe to be free? What do they sound like? There's a good chance that you'll eventually land on the fact that they just sound like themselves. They just sound like themselves. In fact, there's a good chance that no one even sounds remotely like them. No one makes the artistic creative choices that they make. No one does the runs that they do. No one sings in the key that they do. No one has the inflection in their sound. No one sings in such a small pitch range. No one sings in such a large pitch range. No one sings so fast. No one sings so slow. You name it. They just are doing them. So could it be that freedom just sounds like you being you? Are you different than them? I mean, sure, your talent, your skill level, your ability, they are yours. But in some ways, that makes you the same as them. So if their free voice sounds only like them, could it be true that your free voice sounds only like you? Only you making the decisions that you know how to make with your voice right here, right now, as you sing songs. As you use your voice to speak up. As you make choices to live your life a certain way that feels so different than the people around you. You don't know anyone that lives like you do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) You don't know anyone that would make the choices that you would make. Your choices seem crazy in comparison. They seem irrational. They seem wild. They seem outside of the style. They seem inappropriate. But you know what? They're yours. They're yours. And you choosing them is what makes you free. So when you think about the artists that you admire the most, the Aretha's, The Nina Simone's, the Tom York's, the Bjork's, the Mariah Carey's, the Whitney Houston's, you name it. Freddie Mercury. When you think about these great, great artists, Dolly Parton. Oh man, now I'm going to go down a list. Stevie Nicks. (laughs) Some of my favorite, favorite artists try their styles on for size, but ultimately aspire toward their willingness, toward their courage to just keep being themselves. There are, no matter where you are in the game, there is the possibility of making freer sounds with your voice. And ultimately, though, ultimately the goal is to get you to a place where it is that you feel so free with your voice that you have the courage to make choices that represent freedom throughout the whole of your life. Are you willing to do that? You have to ask yourself truly, are you willing to get free? Because if you're not, it's cool. Because I'm telling you, it's scary. (laughs) If you want to just keep doing what you're doing, I don't blame you. It's safe. I got it. It's okay. I have no judgment around that. But I have to tell you that, I want to get more and more and more and more and more free. And the people that tend to come into my life to do this work with me, that's what they want too. They want more freedom. They want to feel good in their voice. They want to feel open in their body. They want to feel like their emotion, their storytelling, their spirit can pour through that. They want to affect others. They want to live in a way that inspires others. They want to create beautiful, great, art. They want to do so without shame, without regret, without guilt. They want to make choices that feel spontaneous. They don't want to feel stuck. They just want to sing. They want to sing, they want to sing, they want to sing, they want to sing until they take their last breath because it feels so good and they just want that energy of love and voice and sound to permeate through everything so that they just live a life that feels aligned, that feels in flow, that feels Divine, that feels connected and feels like it always leads to the next right choice, however crazy, however irrational, however weird, however unknown it is. You know, to go back to my computer metaphor, my hope is that when I connect with you around your voice, we can turn the computer off, turn it back on and choose the software that we want to use that day. (laughs) We can make a choice. We have the freedom to make a choice. Clarity allows us to see the options and the freedom is the ability to choose from them. So what does a free voice sound like? I don't know, (laughs) but it probably sounds clearer. It probably sounds less stuck, it probably sounds less singular, and it probably sounds more open, and it probably just sounds more free. You might just know it when you hear it, you might just know it when you experience it. So I invite you into this quest for freedom. Again, like I said, it's scary, but I believe that it is worthwhile. I believe that whatever steps you take to make a clearer, freer, easier sound in your voice, in your body, you will then radiate freedom throughout the whole of your life and you will impact the lives of everyone around you. All right. Until next time. Peace.